0: What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Tuesday Table Talk uh, Short and sweet to the point man, I'm excited about tonight's episode uh, For those who are new to this podcast, just finding this out Or maybe you haven't listened to uh, a few episodes before uh, My name is Joshua Smith, uh, part of, uh, really the owner I guess you want to call it of, of Tuesday Table Talk, it really started this whole podcast uh, out of obedience, really just following and seeing where the Lord leads. This whole thing um, started back in January, around there, around that time. So almost a year this, this podcast, um, eighteen episodes in. Like I said, I'm I'm excited about tonight. Uh, this podcast really has kind of taken uh, which which I'm which I'm excited about because people ask me uh, what this, what this podcast really is about, and it's really about anything and everything about, about Jesus, frankly, uh, that's really it, um, it's kind of has taken its own, uh, path of its own, really, um, of what it's about, so, if you're listening to this on audio, real quick announcement, um, uh, if you listen to this on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, everything else, I'm live on Instagram, and i really have like a free forum here where i really just answer comments answer uh opinions and everything like that uh it, it's interactive so if you hear me talking to um anybody else i'm talking to people on instagram and then also as i'm looking here making sure my audio is good everything is right for those who are watching on instagram wonder what i'm looking at i'm looking here uh and my attention is split between the two um but yeah really uh this this podcast short and sweet to the point really i'm gonna um summarize it really quick really just started as again being obedient to what the holy spirit uh i felt like the holy spirit laid in my heart and and starting something just speaking about what god was laying on my heart and um about a couple months ago really um which has always been my heart to address topics in the church um that aren't talked about or or might be spicy topics whatever it may be so it'll continue to be a podcast of things uh that that god continues to lay in my heart but it's also going to be uh, with uh, taking or talking about different topics that, uh, again, aren't addressed much in the church or maybe a little bit spicy. Uh, yeah, maybe a little controversial, whatever it may be, because I believe these things need to be talked about and it's all love here. That's really the whole the whole uh, flow of this whole thing. Um, and I'm giving this whole preface here to really dive into this episode tonight because I'm excited about it. Um, And it really started because I posed this question out on my personal Instagram a couple months ago, September, I think it was, of um, a situation, which I'll expand on a little bit um, and and, and talk about with the background behind it, but uh, church hurt. And um, I had two actually young ladies reach out to me and responded to that question originally. Um, And I was like, I reached out to them both and was like, hey, I'm interested in doing a podcast episode on this topic, actually, would y'all want to be a part of it? And they both responded and said absolutely. And then um things happened from there on out. A couple of months went by. And um I forgot who it was. But somebody was like, Hey, I remember you was talking about doing the episode. And I was like, Oh yeah, let me let me uh get on that real quick. So I reached out to them again and uh we worked everything out to be on tonight. like <laughs> <Alexa> said spicy, <laughs> why you make that face for? Um she, she, she's always getting on me. Listen, you gotta be on your best. You gotta be on your best behavior tonight. Um, but without further ado, really, I'm just gonna introduce uh, the again the episode talking about church hurt. And let me see if I can invite these people in here. Um so we can just get started with this episode. They should be hopping on in a couple seconds. What is up? What's up, Finn? Why, why you look so mad, Alexis? Wait, wait, wait! Why you look so mad? It's just
1: my face. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me, Holmes.
0: I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me. So uh, I appreciate it so much. Um, and the cool thing about this episode is I've had people on here that know each other or have some type of relationship. You two don't know each other at all, which will make things even a little more spicy. In terms of you may have different opinions, different things to where it's the word of the week. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that word. I just feel it in my soul and my my bones. It's just it's just hitting right tonight. Um, Is that your word of
2: 2022 spicy?
0: No, it will not be because I'm going to need Jesus to to keep it a little calm, cool and collected. I don't need him to keep it spicy. (laughs) So (laughs) I've had enough spices here to last me last me a little bit. So we're going to skip over that word. Um, so really when I tossed this question out in the beginning, uh, a couple months ago, and I talked about, uh, church hurt and there was a situation, uh, and I posed the question of whose responsibility is it when there's church hurt? Is it the church's responsibility to reach out and reconcile, or is it really, uh, the person's responsibility to go to the church? And I said, in a, in a broader term, you could make a case for both, um, biblically, and you both reached out and you said um and i know you guys are like passionate about this because i've talked to you both on a personal level and i know a little bit about like things that you guys have gone through personally um so i know this is a topic close to your heart and when you guys responded and you both said um the church and and we're going to expand on that in a minute um immediately i was like all right i want to get these two ladies on um and again uh for those listening and those watching like i respect the heck out of these two ladies um they, they probably don't know that I'm gonna just say it publicly um they're they're both heroes of mine I've talked to them personally and the things that we've talked about the things they've they've already like um the relationships that we've built already um I honor that and I respect that and I again thank you guys for joining and without further ado we're just gonna hop right into this episode because I've wasted enough time rambling um, Alexis got on me before about you know saying the same thing every episode yeah I'm picking on you tonight you you did. You came at me Sunday. But listen, for, for the folks, I'm not trying to start an argument here on live. So I'm going to be on my best behavior, and I'm, I'm going to be nice. Um, so I'm just going to toss out this question, and I really want whatever comes to mind you, when you guys think of this, just just spit it out. But what is church hurt to you guys? What is... Uh, and it could be, any again, anything, but what is church hurt to you? And, and you guys can um answer that question however you want to pick who goes first whatever there's no order
2: i can um
0: (laughs) melissa she she put you on the spot (laughs) um
2: i feel like i'm gonna put on my counselor hat and make things really broad Um, because I love to be inclusive of everybody's hurt. And so I think church hurt is any experience that you have had in which you were in a church environment and something happened that stuck with you, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't just like, oh, Chad from youth group like said he didn't have a crush on me unless that was really traumatic for you, but like something that really has, has stuck with you. And so that could be any kind of experience. It could be like true trauma, or it could be like just something that really like hurt you deeply and wounded your confidence, wounded your identity. So yeah, to to keep broad, um, really anything hurt that has happened to you within a church religious
1: environment I would I would say that's good I think it's more for me about like personally it's all relative right like it's not there's no one definition because we're all so different so it's Mm -hmm. how how somebody looked at you maybe the church hurt for you how somebody kind of said something to you about what you were wearing or the way you worship or, um, you just felt judged or you just, it it pushed a button, whether it's a past trauma button, whether it's just a, I don't feel welcome here button. It's just something that you feel and you know it when you feel it. And I, I think everybody either has experienced it or has kind of put the vibe out there, maybe a little bit of both. Um, and we just kind of gloss over it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, and I should have done this in the very beginning. So I'm actually going to go back a little bit because it kind of leads into my next question. Um, but Melissa, I'm gonna have you go first. If you just want to take like a minute or two and just give like a a brief uh, synopsis of who you are, like introduction, I know you introduced yourself and you put on, you said your, your social worker hat. So with that being said, um, if you want to, yeah, just give like a one or two minute, like introduction of who, of who you are.
2: Okay. I just hate that question, not for any real reason. I just feel awkward describing myself. Um, I'm Melissa, as Josh said. Um, I am now in my second year of social work practice, so um, I was a clinical counselor for a year, um, and right now I have just started stepping into foster care social work. So... Yeah, but I also have been a Christian for five years now, I want to say. And so, yeah, I think I'm really passionate about kind of bringing the two together. Um, You know, I'm really passionate about creating a space in which the church and, like, God's heart for justice just really meet. Um, I think it's something we neglect in the church a lot. And so I think, like... I really love being a Christian in the social work field and getting to, like, bring God's heart for justice into that space and not have to, like, shed my Christian skin in the midst of work or vice versa, not having to, like, shed my care for the poor or the hurting in the midst of the church. So it's kind of a little about me. I don't know if I missed anything, Josh
0: no i mean i'm sure we'll 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 bring up stuff as as questions come up or whatever but um yeah that that's 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 great alexis i the spotlight is on you now
1: okay so my name is lex my voice is cracking apparently i'm a 15 year old boy um i am a research scientist i work in princeton new jersey um i have been doing that for six years now um I have a Mary Kay business, so I'm the the poster Josh put sales director, so I'm also a Mary Kay sales director Um, in my spare time. I am a dog mom. I have no children. Um, I grew up in the church, um, and I grew up in very different churches. So I grew up in, like, the classic black church. Whatever comes to your mind, it's probably that. Um, And then I also grew up in assemblies of God, and so marrying those two has been very interesting for me um and kind of brought some some experiences for sure
0: yeah absolutely um and i love that you guys i uh, come from two different worlds almost in two different backgrounds um and again this whole topic of church hurt isn't just um a clear-cut simple thing it's it's a it's a broad thing where everybody feels it differently um And so I really want to circle back to, um, first, thank you guys for giving that brief introduction. I appreciate it. Um, I want to circle back to the question that really started it all. And to to preface that, um, really, it was the situation, and I'm not going to go into much detail or give any names for sake of privacy, but um, where this situation got really ugly, where it could have been handled um, and snuffed out really rather quickly but it didn't um for whatever reason i don't know all the details behind it i don't know anything uh too much on 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 both sides um but it really started out with a friend of mine um going on uh social media and was really venting about the problem that they were experiencing and with the church and uh first it was like a post here and it was like okay like i understand where you're coming from this and that and then it came another post um And then it like, with each post, one, like you could tell the situation was getting uglier by the minute and nothing was really being resolved, but you could also tell the person's heart was breaking. Um, And it was crazy because I ran into them um, on my lunch break at work and I talked to them for a few minutes and they were just like on the verge of tears or really were crying at points, like telling telling their story. And I was like, man, like, you can see where, like, you're like, okay, like, I really want this to be mended. I really want this to, to, it's, it can happen. It's not like it can't. And I think with, um, with Church Hurt, like, there is, like, points where it's so frustrating on the outside looking in, because there's points where it, you're like, okay, that can be mended, and it's not. Uh, I think Melissa's screen froze. You good? We got you back? All right, I think, I think you froze for a second. Um, yeah. So yeah, just hearing their situation and hearing their story, it was like heartbreaking and it really made me pose the question. And I threw it out on Instagram really was like, whose responsibility is it? Because now it's gotten to the point where it's ugly. I was like now and, and the more people you're dragging into the story or dragging into the problem that really aren't part of the problem and exposing business that shouldn't be exposed so you can say there's wrong maybe on that side as well. And maybe it wasn't handled right. But how are we to tell somebody how to handle their own church hurt also? So from that perspective, I got it. And I was like, listen, I can't say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. Like, um, I understand where they're coming from. But you're also like, all right, maybe to a point where should you go to the church and say something like, um, or should the church, because I, I, I know that people from the church, from that church that it was involved, had to see like what was going on. Like it wasn't like they, people didn't know. And it was like, all right, well, should they go to them and address them? So again, circling back to the question and you guys both gave me your answers, but here's an opportunity where you can expand on that because in that question that I had was really like a two second like question box and it really was an opportunity to expand. Um, and there's people in here that may be listening, may be watching that are currently going through Church Hurt Have gone through church hurt trying to learn how to deal with it in the future because church hurt isn't something that just is a one and done thing. Uh, It happens more often and we don't really talk about it or it's like swept under the rug. And so when you're dealing with church hurt, whatever it may be, um, is it the church's responsibility to rectify the situation or is it the person's responsibility to bring it to the church's attention in the first place? And Melissa, I'm just going to follow the same order. Melissa, if you just want to hop in first and just talk.
2: Sure. Um, I mean, I think, like you said, there could definitely be a biblical argument for both. Um, I think if the church knows what happened, um, you know, I think a prayerful, spirit-led, leadership of a church um should be able to be moved to understand like where things might have landed that could have hurt people um especially if this is like maybe a situation i know a lot of people have had situations where they've been hurt directly by church leadership Um, and so i think in those cases and like you know situations where it's obvious that the church knows i think I think the church leadership should be reaching out and checking on people, Um, you know, especially in the case you're describing where this person is obviously posting about it. And, you know, I think as you're describing that, I just see like a desire for like love, like that person is reaching out and extending a hand and just like, I mean, grasping for love and care from their church family and just not getting it. And then it spirals and it spirals and it spirals, right? And then we get to a place where we're like, oh, that person shouldn't have let it spiral that far. They should have brought it to the church. And so I think that's where we come to the point of like, well, what would have happened if the church had seen those initial posts and said, wow, something is going on with someone in our body. We should do something about this. We should try to set up a meeting. We should get coffee with them, whatever the case may be. I will say, um, that's hard. Uh, I know, especially the last two years with COVID and divisive everything, literally everything is divisive. I know my church is going through it like just through the ringer. Leadership is exhausted and worn down and torn down. And so. You know i think obviously we can give grace but also i think like we we have to hold our leadership to a higher standard and that means like a higher level of care for church members um, i think certainly we have personal accountability to uh you know brings into the um. <laughs> If we are, like, continuing to, like, pull people in and create gossip and create drama and try to pull people on different sides, like, there's certainly space for us to confess that as well. Um, If we know that the other person that hurt us doesn't know that they hurt us, I think we absolutely have responsibility to bring that to them. Um, But, yeah, those are kind of my thoughts about it.
1: I think that's really good I think I am a little bit less um like give and take with this issue I think that like a hundred percent it's the church a hundred percent um I think that if they if they don't know that they hurt the person they are choosing not to know um if they do know then it is their responsibility um to bridge the gap, right? Um, I'm reading this book, um, Mark Batterson, Win the Gay. And this last, um, he said something recently, and it was, I may not be responsible, but I'm response able. Like that is, I am able to respond in a way that reflects Jesus and the person that he has called me to be. And if I am going to be leading and shepherding a congregation, if I am going to be responsible for, you know, guiding people and doing these things and being his hands and feet and over his church, then I take a bigger responsibility in bridging that gap. Mm -hmm. And whether, whether it's my fault or not, whether my flesh says, well, I really don't care what you think that spirit in me should take precedent over that, right? And I should say, okay, this, my flesh doesn't like this. My flesh is like, I just want to fight. I just want to, I get it. I'm a fighter too, but the spirit should win out, win the day there. And it's just that responsibility would 100% rely there.
0: Yeah. And I love, I love what you both said really about, um, them taking on that leadership or, or being in that role like they're placed in that role especially when you're uh part of church leadership you know the standard that or the in the weight that comes with that um and uh when you when you when you understand that you understand the the higher calling or th- that you're held to and again the responsibility that needs to 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 take place and um when you, when you don't, you're, you're almost, um, what's, what's the, the word I'm looking for really to train of thought really like, like you said, that really is like if falls on, uh, the church there and, and, and this it's not necessarily every situation can be rectified or, um, squashed or, or, uh, fixed. Fix is probably, probably the best word, but it probably is the church's responsibility to make sure that person walks away whole, um, instead of in pieces, whatever that, wh- whatever that situation was, whatever that looks like. And, um, frankly, frankly, just putting it when, when the church allows that person to walk away in pieces, whether they stay at the church, whether they leave the church, whether they, uh, do whatever the church has not done their proper job in their proper place. Because we see all, all all throughout the Bible, Jesus always left making the person feel whole. They, he, he came to them in pieces and he made them feel whole. And it was never, okay, now I've healed you physically, and but I'm not going to tend to you spiritually, all right, whatever, and you're just left broken the way you are. They always came to them with always a physical need, but he met more than just the physical need and saw the whole person. So I think when we... Uh, i say we uh church leadership um don't take into account um the whole person and making sure they leave a situation wherever it looks like whole the church hasn't done their job um
1: i think can I just say something yeah before? absolutely so i i think that there's two points here right the church in this case doesn't have to just be the church leadership right we are the church the body is the church and so if that if that if you you see that failure it's also our responsibility to just let them know that they are loved i'm not taking sides i'm not i mean there was an instance and i think it was the same one where i just you know i saw that pain and i saw that hurt and i just I have no relationship with the person at all and i just said you know i just want you to know that i love you and jesus loves you and i'm really sorry that you're going through this um because a lot of times like when things like that happen or church hurt in general we can you know blame jesus or blame god and feel like he doesn't love us and really the church as a body has failed us not him and so we have to, we, like, it's our responsibility. Um, if if we see leadership failing, like, that's why I think Christianity is different from um, other religions is that we have that personal relationship with Jesus, right? Like, it's one-on-one. Like, yes, my, my pastor, my whatever you call them, bishop, whoever, they are teaching and I'm trusting them to lead and all of the things, but at the end of the day, like, it's on me to build that relationship and talk to my Jesus and have my personal convictions, right? Work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. And if I see something that's not right, like if the the spirit in me sees it, then it's negligent of me also to leave them as Mm -hmm. broken as they are. The second thing I was gonna say is whole versus, you know, loved, right? I can't make a person feel whole and maybe the leadership can't make them feel whole either. Um, but bringing them to, bringing it all back to Jesus and the only thing that can make them feel whole, right? I, my commission is to show you love, um, and to bring you to him. If we stray from that, then it's our responsibility to get back to that. Um, I can't fix your hurt. I can't, um, work it out for you. No matter what I say, you may feel how you feel, um, but we can come to God together and work it out there. So I don't think it's, it's definitely their responsibility and our responsibility not to leave a person in pieces, but I just don't want to miss the mark and think that we can make them whole with something that we say or don't say, because at the end of the day, like we were just as messed up. We can't.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, that's really good. I have nothing else to add to that point. Um, where I want to transition from here and, and, and you guys are free to get as personal or as not personal as you want to. Um, but can you maybe highlight, and again, it's probably, <laughs> we especially for those who've been in church any number of days, <laughs> we can probably pick many instances of church hurt, but, um church hurt looks like many different forms of, as as we've talked about before. Do you want, is there a certain instance to you that, that pops out to you when you think of church hurt personally that you've experienced personally that you want to um, address or talk about again, for those who may be listening um, that are like, okay, cool. You're talking about church hurt. I want to make it a little more personal uh, if we can. And again, you're more than welcome to share however many details you want to no pressure here. Um, But can you share of a time maybe where you've experienced church hurt and, and and what that looked like to you what you felt um and maybe if the situation got rectified if it didn't kind of what the what the fallout was from that Well, so you can go first. <laughs> unless unless you really don't want to. you scared of me. <laughs> you you both looked at me like okay. Oh my God. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to you, you, if you want we can head over to it's Alexis and we then, can bounce
1: off of you know. each other he doesn't care about my feelings it's fine I it's care fine. about yours we can bounce off of each other if you like okay. Joshua
2: just like wants to attack me tonight and it's
1: fine
0: I'm um, giving direction because you both looked at me dear and like lost in the headlights like so yeah anyway I'm gonna just shut up yeah you two can
2: it's fine I can go um. So, the situation I'm thinking about. um, Joshua actually knows about. I like called him like right after it happened <laughs> and like processed. But um, you know, I was part of a like Bible study for a couple of years, and I like, you know, was going. This was like maybe a couple summers ago that this happened, but um. like in the middle of group and something like pretty insensitive and inappropriate was said um something racially insensitive and this is a room full of white people and I'm like cool this would not have been said if this wasn't a room full of white people um so I spoke up and it wasn't received well um and when I say it wasn't received well what I mean is um, I was yelled at, I was talked over, I was belittled, um, another woman jumped in and tried to stand up for me as well, she had the same exact experience, was talked over, was yelled at, was belittled, um, and then another man comes in and is like, oh, I think this is what Melissa is trying to say, um, and, you know, like, classic mansplaining, that made the other guy stop um, and calm down. And so, I mean, I was really hurt. Like, this was a group that I had been part of for several years. Um, you know, I I felt like this was a place that I was really seen and heard and loved. And, you know, I was just shocked by the amount of silence in the room. I was shocked that, this was my group leader, by the way, that did this, I didn't mention that. Um, I was shocked that my leader had turned on me in that way. Um, and like my internet, um, I really didn't like expect it to go in that way. I didn't expect that they were going to be that way. Um, and so, you know, I took a step back, I prayed on it. Um, I knew from knowing him that he wasn't going to reach out to me. Um, And I actually had already been considering leaving that group just because I had moved to a different part of my city and we had a group that was in my neighborhood. But, um, you know, I, I went to like our like pastor who's over community groups and we processed it. And, you know, he like really urged and could like, Pushed me to reach out to this person, and I did over email. Um, and again, it was just like totally blown off. I was kind of gaslit, where he was like, "Oh, I, I wasn't defensive. I didn't yell at you. Um, like it was fine." And yeah, it was just really, really discouraging. Um, and I mean, I don't regret it. Like. <laughs> I, I did and I said what was necessary um, to be a good ally but also like and obviously I don't expect like wonderful reactions from everyone but it really was like I wasn't just seeing racism like there was, there was sexism there was ageism because I was the youngest in the group like it just was really hard and um, you know, I don't, I don't talk to that couple anymore. Um, I do talk to some of the people in the group. I did stay at my church, but, um, it was really hard. And it was like, I mean, something that I have taken a while to process and still has some sting for me.
1: I'm sorry that happened. That's rough. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, it's the mansplaining like it made me want to be like i'm from the south side of heaven it's fine like i got you um but yeah that's, that's that's a lot um kudos to you for standing up for sure i know that's it's a hard spot to be in especially when there's nobody in the room that can see you standing up and being an ally like it would have been very easy for you to be quiet um mm-hmm. and i there's actually um, a really good um, sermon series about church trauma. Um, and I'm just going to say this before I go into mine. Um, he said, why is like all of all the people groups, why do racist and racism, why why do they feel so comfortable in church? Like mm-hmm. why it's the same, it's the same sin, right? It's but, but why do they feel so comfortable? I don't have the answer to that. But when I heard that, I was like, man, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because we are the church and the people watching and like we have the ability to change those things. Um, but it's it's something to think about for sure. Um, so for me, I have run the gambit as far as, traumas, um, church trauma, life trauma, all the trauma. It's so fun. I'm in therapy. It's fine. Um, and I think of a few instances of, you know, I lost my dad a few years ago and I suffer from like really bad PTSD, depression, anxiety. And if I have like a really bad episode, nightmares, like I'm not sleeping at night, um, night terrors really, um, it, Came out really bad. Um, and I was just really in really, really bad shape. Um, and I like just threw on something just to like, make sure I like got into the building because I knew that I wasn't, it sounds dramatic, but I wasn't safe at home. Um, I live by myself, but I just, I didn't feel safe in my own thoughts in my head. I just needed to get to church. Mm-hmm. And so I just like threw something on. I I couldn't tell you what I was wearing. Um I like sit in a back row and this lady like says something to me about like my clothes. Like legit. Like during a worship song at the end, she like says something to me about my clothes. And I like it it took everything in me and I'm trying not to cry, it took everything in me to get out of bed that morning and to like Decide to like live and go to Jesus instead of vices or all of these things, and mm-hmm. that like broke my heart. Um, and it's it's just it's one that is like still very it's it's embarrassing. It's like just a very strong um, example of you know you don't know. What somebody is going through, what they're walking through. Um, and so, you know, when we when we say things and, and we do things or we judge somebody, um it just just be careful with that because I'm sure everybody watching this right is thinking, like, man, yeah, like the leadership has said something to me, or I felt this way, but just be mindful of the way that like you are making other people Mm -hmm. feel. Um, Well-meaning or not, like, it is not your responsibility to police your congregation. Um, Mm -hmm. It is your responsibility to love your congregation. It is your responsibility to reach out. It is your responsibility to, I will say, love again, because people don't understand that. Um, But as far as, like, judging and, like, checking or policing or any of that um if they're not like breaking the law or like screaming during service um mind your business fam because i can promise you that like you have some sins that maybe are not as visible um or some things that you know are inside of you that i could judge too if i knew um but everybody is kind of fighting their own battle and the fact that they're in church they're in the sanctuary is the whole thing right we think of church as um this place to you know be holy and like I was joking with Josh on Sunday like this is holy ground like right it is Mm -hmm. but um it's it's for people who need healing it's for people who need it it's not for like um congregations of people that are well to just sit there and like be well together like it's Mm -hmm. It's for other people. it's for the world. it's for healing. it's for all of those things and and this just is like Holy Spirit download we're, we're bros. Um, but I think that might be where we lose that. like we think of why don't we see things near mir- like things like the in the Bible these days? Well, maybe because we have forgotten what the church is supposed to be. And if there are no people to heal there, if there is, like, nothing to bring, if we're just sitting here pretending that we are saints, then we miss the mark. And there's no wonder why there's no spirit being poured out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And, yeah, just want to solidify your experience. And, yeah, I struggle a lot with my mental health, too. So I get it. Um, And I just like, it makes me think that, you know, if that woman had looked at your face and not your clothes, I'm sure she would have seen that you were in pain and you needed love, right? And so she's like, focused on the wrong things. And it just makes me think of, um, you know, the passage in first Samuel, first Samuel's looking for a king, God is sending him and God says, You know, I don't look on the outward appearance. I look at the heart. And like, if this woman had looked at your your face into your eyes and seen your heart, instead of judging you, she would have maybe given you a hug or asked you if you were okay or said, I'm happy you're here because those all would have been amazing, right? (laughs) But, you know, she chose a worldly view and that is often what happens when we're judging others, right? Like we're looking with our worldly eyes instead of trying to love others and see their hearts and see the good
1: right? And and see their needs. Yeah. And it's not like a shame thing. Like this person is so bad. It's we all have those two things inside of us, right? Your spirit and flesh. And so your spirit has, it just has to win the day. If it doesn't win the day anywhere else, it better win the day in church. Like you, I get it. You strut, like they're fighting all the time, but like they, they, the like the spirit, that's where he, that is his home. That is his place. And it just, you, you have to give him power in that space. You just have to. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and I want to echo what's already been said. Um, thank you both um, so much for sharing your stories. Um, I said it before, but you two are two of the most strongest people that I know. Um, and I look up to you guys and I um, I respect you guys and I honor you guys. So thank you for sharing your stories. And I'm sorry um, both of those instances happened. Um, one thing that I kept thinking about when you both were talking and you both said it Multiple times was the word love, and um, how in both situations there was opportunities for you both to be met with love, and instead you were just met with the first response. And Lex, you you kind of just hit on it, especially with that last answer was, you said your spirit has to win the day. If if nowhere else, it has to win the day in church. Um, and again, there was opportunities for you both to be met with love. Um, and you weren't. And also, like you said, Lex, earlier about, um, it's not our job to make the person whole because only Jesus can do that, but it's our job to, uh, show love what we, what we do have, um, and to meet people with love. And it's, 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 it's a really good point that you said that because, in the same instance of where you um, were going through something right when you came to church, like, and she didn't know that when she just made a simple comment about your clothes. Uh, I say simple, but it wasn't just simple. It was, it was everything to you. Um, but in her mind, it was just, oh, okay, let me just point out something about her clothes. Um, we also don't know what she went through. Like that day to maybe she was kind of feeling upset to where she kind of said that. But when you're talking about the the spirit has to win the day, if you are in church leadership or the church in, in all, because we're you made a good point of saying we're not just talking about church leadership, we're talking about the church congregation, we are all the church. If you recognize that this the spirit is not winning the day, whatever position you're in, especially if you're in church leadership, you don't need to be there that day. Um take a walk. Man. T- take a, take, a, take walk. a walk, right? And in both of your instances, there was opportunities, and a lot of people. It's easier. It's easier said than done to just then to spell off the first thing that comes to mind. But there was both opportunities in both situations for the people that said something to you first um, to either drop it or and to not say anything at all, or to say the first thing that came to mind. And unfortunately, they both said the first things that came to mind, which started uh which like led to um a spiral or like just one thing leading after another, whether it was feelings, whether it was other people jumping in conversations, whether it was left to kind of deal with the the um the baggage or uh the hurt that was that was that was um mm-hmm. that happened and um yeah, I think it's so important, and I've been guilty of this before too of like putting our position in the church or putting our leadership in front of the spirit like it's okay i'm on the schedule to serve today like i gotta be here and where i've gone grown in my spiritual journey and seeing things from the other side was like okay there's probably days where i knew i was in a bad mood and i should have probably just like called out and been like hey i can't serve today for whatever reason or be like oh i'm gonna go take a walk or uh, i can't do anything like uh today or just 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 give me five minutes to, to, to calm down and the the moments kind of play in my mind to where i may have said something that could have triggered church hurt for somebody else um that you that that i don't know of so i think it's an important thing to where um people in the church and again this isn't just pertaining to church leadership but if you are in a um, position where the you, spirit is not winning, because we all have moments where the where <laughs> the flesh just rises up, right? It's also a responsi- our responsibility to recognize that and be mature enough and say, whatever position I'm in, uh, let me just walk away from that situation. Or, um, well, yeah, I guess just walk away from that situation or to do better, I guess, in in, in, in our response. Um, I don't know if you have any, anything to respond to that.
2: I mean, I think like, if we're aware that we're in a bad mood too, like go to like, if you're just like a normal member of the body and you're like serving that day or whatever, um, go to a mentor or a pastor or some sort of leader and say, you know what, like, I really need some prayer right now. Like I'm, I'm really struggling. I'm in a bad mood, you know, in my head, I'm being really judgmental. Obviously I'm not saying anything yet, but like, I just, I'm recognizing right now and I'm putting it out there for accountability that my headspace is not great and I would love someone to pray for me. And I think when we put it out there, when we speak it out, we take some of the power away from the enemy, right? Like we're naming it and we're saying no. This is not going to happen today. And we're bringing it to the attention of somebody who can also love us and then help us to love others. And so I think that, yeah, there's just so much value in us being honest and what's the word I'm looking for humble enough to be like, no, I'm not doing great right now. And I do want to love others and serve others. So can you
1: help me get there? I think also like that's mature, right? That's spiritual maturity right there. Like knowing that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you said something about, you know, speaking it and giving, taking the power back. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole thing when it comes to church hurt. Um, you know, the church is supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus, right? Um, Mm -hmm. if the enemy can get in there, and cause division, and cause hurt, and cause um, the flesh to win a little too much, um, then they become, you know, it's not able to function the way that um, God intended. Um, we are not able to do the things that he has called us to do. It's, it's a really quick way to kind of, um, to kind of stall, right, the mission, because he can't stop it. But it's a really good way to stall it. Um, if he can get in there and play with, um, those things. And, and there's a, there's a shame aspect when it comes to, um, when it comes to church hurt, when it comes to, um, feeling like you're not in a a mental space to serve or, or whatever. There's, there is, there's a shame aspect because there's a judgment aspect because there is a lack of love, right? It's all, it's all comes back to love. Um, and I think that, you know, it brings me to where two or more gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of them, right? But if, if two or more can't, if, if this hurt is standing between us, that we can't get there. If I'm shamed and I feel like if I say this, I'm going to be judged or uh, this happened and I already feel bad about it. And now I have to bring it up. That also is going, you're going to end up siloing yourself. Um, and this hurt is not just happening to to one person. It may have happened to the person that hurt you. And so, all there's a there's a wall, there's a line of walls here. There's a person and a wall, and a person and a wall, and a person and a wall. And we are stalled from our mission because of this hurt that he's been able to kind of snake in to the hands and feet of Jesus.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to add to that too. That like hurt people hurt people. I mean, well, sure. you, you kind of already said that, but like, I think this is where personal responsibility comes in, in like, that if we choose to not heal our own things, regardless of whether we get an apology or amends are made or people reach out to try to love us, like if we willfully choose to sit in that and not seek healing and processing and bringing that to the lord and therapy if that feels applicable i think everybody should go to therapy but i'm biased um but yeah just like we're gonna continue to perpetuate that hurt forever and ever and ever and that's again that's what the enemy wants right like he wants us to think oh i'm fine i don't really i don't really need to or i'm gonna sit in this and dwell on it forever but like There's a difference between like feeling it and acknowledging that feeling and choosing to not heal, if that makes sense. Mm
0: -hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, So real quick, because we're about 50 minutes in um, and I want to be respectful of your time. And do you guys have anywhere that you immediately need to be?